0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We hope that you'll be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Last Sunday, I ministered on the necessity of being rooted and established in Christ in order to live above the crisis and above the circumstances we find ourselves in during times of adversity such as the difficult and hard to endure days in which we are currently living in at the moment for those of you that were here i'm not going to go into all that i have shared but Because I did not finish uh, my message last Sunday, I said that I would continue and finish it this morning. I spoke about developing strong spiritual roots which enable us to tap into the life of God, the life of Christ within us, renewing our strength daily and being able to encourage and strengthen others in their faith as well. You remember that? Praise God. Our foundational scripture is taken from the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, if we could have that on the board again. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The book of Colossians, chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Paul, writing to the church in Colossus, says, among other things, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. The question then arises, how do we develop a strong root system that enables the believer to triumph in all and every situation we find ourselves in? How do we do that in a practical way? How do we throw roots deep down into the soil of God's grace and receive the nourishment, both spiritual, mental, and physical, that we daily need to cope what we are facing with in the days that we are currently living in? And for many of us, it's a secret. But the Bible gives us specific instructions how to do that how to develop our spiritual root system that is strong, that goes deep and taps into the life of Christ hidden within every born-again believer. Well, the way we grow and develop our spiritual roots is through a life of intimacy with the Lord by obtaining and maintaining a renewed mind. And the way we do that is through prayer and the diligent study of the Word of God. I'm going to repeat that statement once again. How do we develop our spiritual root system that is strong enough, that is deep enough to sustain us in days of adversity, if I can put it that way, in difficult days. The Bible describes the days that we are living in hard to bear and difficult to endure. How do we do that? Well, it is through a life of intimacy with the Lord by obtaining and maintaining a brand new mind, a renewed mind. And the way we do that is through prayer and the diligent study of the Word of God. Amen? Now, this is the reason I believe that the Lord has instructed us as a fellowship this year that we should focus primarily on two things. One, the ministry of the Word of God, and two, raise the level of prayer. Both privately and collectively. So when we come together, we don't just worship and sing songs, but we also allocate some time to giving thanks to the Lord or bringing our requests to the Lord with thanksgiving in our hearts. Amen? Can we do that? Hello? Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) All right. So as we grow in the knowledge of God's Word, together with raising the level of prayer, intimacy with the Lord then is realized in the power of the Holy Spirit. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, says the following. Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. This man, listen to what the word says. This person shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. What a promise that God gives us. Imagine being in a place where whatever you do, in word or in deed, begins to bear fruit. It's blessed. It has the blessing. It has the presence of God in it. What a wonderful promise that God gives to those who delight. What does it mean to delight? They take pleasure. It's the love. It's the delight of the hearts to spend time in the Word of God, to meditate in His Word throughout the day. They think about God. They think about His ways. They think about His thoughts, His Word, His will. And when you do that, you begin to think like Christ does. You have a new mind. Amen? So the, medita- the more you meditate in the Word of God, the more you learn to think like God thinks. This is something we learn. It doesn't come automatically. Just because you come to church once a week. It takes work. It takes a discipline. Amen. It takes effort. As I mentioned last week, physical uh, growth doesn't take any effort, really. You just, you're hungry, you eat, you sleep, you go to work, you, you go to school, and you grow. But spiritual growth takes real discipline and effort. Amen. So, This is the secret of a life of intimacy with Christ. The more you meditate in the Word of God, the more you learn to think the way God thinks. A renewed mind enables the believer... This is the key. A renewed mind enables the believer to tap into the glorious riches of Christ... And not only sustain himself spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, but begins to refresh and strengthen and encourage those around us. And there is a great need for encouragement today. Amen? People are going through rough times. They're losing hope. They're losing trust. Even believers are being swallowed and depressed by the happenings around us. Amen? So we need to be that beacon of light. We need to have sufficient grace within us to be able not only to strengthen our own selves daily, but also provide that hope, that encouragement, that comfort that so many need around us today. Amen? So the strength of a renewed mind is in unshakable trust in the Lord. The renewed mind is not influenced by external circumstances, but influenced by Christ within. Are you listening to me? The renewed mind is more conscious of Christ within than the physical circumstances we see, we feel, and we perceive with our five physical senses. It has an unshakable trust in the living God, even in the hardest of times. It is not influenced by external pressure of circumstances. It is not even influenced by man's philosophies or opinions. A renewed mind is not interested in what man says. It is only interested in what God has spoken and promised. Amen? Amen? Amen. Having a mind such as that, it's priceless. You're no longer afraid. Amen? You're not afraid of evil. You're not anxious. You're not stressed out. Why? Because you believe God. You believe His Word. You believe His promise. You believe in His ever-present guidance, protection, provision because you're walking in the center of the will of God. And I've always maintained the safest place to be is in the center of the will of God. Amen? You can be in the middle of the war zone. And if you're walking in the center of God's will, God will provide protection for you. Amen? He will see to it that you finish and accomplish your purpose. Amen? So, our faith, and this is a fact, your faith, my faith, the faith of the fellowship, will never rise beyond the level of our thinking. If we want to raise the level of our faith, then we must raise the level of our thoughts. Begin to think God's thoughts. Amen? Most of the problems, I believe, and difficulties we face as believers are the result of our restricted and limited thoughts. Do not underestimate the power of your thoughts. Your thoughts can imprison you, and your thoughts can set you free. Amen. One thought from the evil one that you believed, a lie that perhaps you believed years, it can imprison you and hold you captive until you receive light and truth And in the illumination of your mind, you are set free. Hello? And many of us believe the wrong thoughts about ourselves and about others. And even about God. Why do you feel that people are running away from God? Because the thoughts they have of God, the image they have of God, is not one of a God who loves them and desires to bless their lives and their families. So they run from Him. Why do they run? Because the God of this world, the Bible says, has blinded what? What has He blinded? The minds. This is where the battle is, the mind. He blinds the minds of those who do not believe the Word. And when your mind is blinded you are in darkness you stumble you fall you hurt yourself because you don't know where you're going imagine yourself in a dark room that is filled with furniture and trying to walk about and around you're going to stumble onto many things and you're going to hurt yourself but when light comes that's why paul was praying adamantly that God would give the church what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of light, so that the minds may be illuminated with the truth of the Word of God and be delivered from the captivity of the wrong thoughts. Hello? We have not learned to think like God thinks. Have not learned to speak as God speaks. Remember, Christ is in us. He lives in you. He walks with you. He talks to you every single day. The problem is not that God is not speaking to us. The problem is we cannot discern when He communicates with us. Amen? He talks to us. He loves to fellowship with us about everything. Hello? God in Christ, the Bible says, has set us free. He removed all of the limitations, He removed all of the restrictions, and He removed the bondage from our lives. How did He do that? By giving us the life of Christ within. Remember that the resurrected Christ lives in each and every one of us. And he longs to express himself through us. Are you with me? If we let him. How do we let him? By thinking the way he thinks. The life of Christ is a resurrected life, one that has defeated death and all of its limitations. Wow. No wonder the Word of God says in John 4 4, 1 John 4 4, 4 you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who's them? All of the devil and his cohorts. You have already overcome them. How did you overcome them? Because Christ's life lives within you. That makes you an overcomer. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you feel like. And it doesn't matter what others think of you. God's opinion of me must take priority in my thoughts. I am secure in who I am. I am a child of God first and foremost, before anything else. And as a child of God, I am a part of the kingdom of God and the family of God, and I am a world overcomer because the Bible says I am. And greater is he that is within me, he that is within you, than he that is in the world. And remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. We need to see ourselves that way and we need to see one another that way. Amen? God has not placed any limits on you. You need to understand and believe that. We limit ourselves primarily by our wrong thinking and our wrong believing. The Bible says He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. And all we need is the Word of God, folks. It is the knowledge of God's Word. It is to know God, to know His nature, to know His character, to know His promises, to know His will, to know His plans, to know His purpose for our lives. That kind of knowledge is without price. But it's going to cost us to obtain that knowledge. Amen? And what defeats us in life is our defeated way of thinking. And many times, instead of thinking like sons and daughters of the living God, we continue to think like slaves. Amen? Many have been born again, but few have developed, and few have grown in the Lord. Paul said to the Hebrew believers, by this time you ought to be teachers of other people, yet you have need that somebody else comes and teach you again the very elementary principles of Christ. You ought to be giants in in, in your faith right now, but you're still children, you haven't grown. Why? Because you're hard of hearing, he said to them. Amen? Amen. Say, oh me, if you can't say, Amen. Many have been born again, but only few have received and developed a new mind. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You see, the mind of Christ does not force itself on us. We have to let it in. Amen. We have a choice. We can think the way Christ thinks, and the Holy Spirit enables us and reveals to us the thoughts of Christ. Or we can reject that mind and continue in that old mindset. And I believe that one cannot develop a life of intimacy with the Lord if we continue to think like the unbeliever. Things like the worldly people think. We ought to be thinking differently because we are a peculiar people. We're not the same. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. The carnal way of thinking, the Bible says, leads to death. I'm talking about spiritual death. But the mind of the spirit or the renewed mind leads to life and peace. The reason why many believers don't have peace in their hearts or in their minds is because their thinking is what? Carnal, fleshly, worldly. You cannot have peace in your mind and in your heart if you continue to receive and entertain thoughts that are not from God. It's impossible. Amen? Listen to what the Spirit said through the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, verse 6, but to be carnally minded is death. In other words, to walk by what you see, what you feel, what you smell, what you touch. The carnal mind is the fleshly mind. It is influenced only by our five physical senses. And then he says... If you continue to think like the carnal man then you will be led to death spiritual death separation from god but to be spiritually minded is life and peace Ephesians 4:22 throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life well how do you do that How do you throw off that old man, that old way of thinking? How do you throw off that sinful attitude that we used to walk in before we got born again? Well, the Bible explains to us how to do that. He says, Throw off the old nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes and then put on the new nature created to be like God, righteous and holy. Amen. I know how to take my clothes off and how to put my clothes on, but how do I put off the old man? How do I put away, how do I crucify that old nature that keeps rising up within me every now and again? The Word says, by obtaining a new mind. The way we put off and put on is by the renewing of our minds. The way you think, that's the way you're going to act. Where the the mind goes, the man follows. Amen? People don't just get up one morning and they decide to rob a bank. They thought about it. They planned it. How to execute it? You don't get up one morning and commit adultery. Are you listening to me? You've been thinking about it. You've welcomed such thoughts. You entertain them. You received them. And one day, what happens? You act what you've been thinking. Hello. Maintaining a pure mind is vitally necessary to share intimacy with God. Purity of heart and mind is a necessity. He that has clean hands and a pure heart will ascend unto the hill of the Lord. That's why David often prayed and he said, Search me, O God. Know my thoughts, know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me, any wicked thoughts, any wicked attitudes, and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm also 19 says, Who can understand his own errors? Cleanse me, O Lord, from hidden sins, pride, jealousy, Hello? Throw off that old sinful nature and the former way of life. Put on the new nature by embracing the mind of Christ. Your spirit is already holy and righteous, but your soul needs to be purified. Your soul isn't purified the day you got born again. No, you still have that same old mind and it needs to be purified. How do we purify our soul? By obedience to the truth. Amen. This is the secret of the believer who overcomes the world and all of its challenges. He has the mind of Christ, and he is full of light and truth. Christ's way, as I've mentioned, does not force itself upon us, Christ gives us the freedom of choice. We choose to receive the mind of Christ and we let Christ's way of thinking become part of our thoughts and attitudes. We should declare every single day, I choose to live holy. I choose to follow Christ. I choose to walk in love. I choose to walk in forgiveness. I choose to walk in long-suffering. I choose to be patient today. I choose to love my brother. I choose to love my spouse. I choose to serve the Lord today in righteousness and truth. Amen? Your choice is powerful. Job twenty two twenty eight 28 says, Thou wilt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. What you decree in faith will be established in your life. So, so stop decreeing sickness and worry and debt and all of those things that do not belong to you. Stop declaring that you are stressed Stop declaring that you are tired. Stop declaring that you can't take this anymore. Start declaring the truth of the Word of God. I will not fear, Lord, because you are with me. I will not be dismayed because you're my God. Amen? And when I walk through the waters, you will hold my right hand saying, Fear not, I will help you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. When you walk through the rivers, the water will not overflow over you. You will not drown. You're going to make it. Amen? Praise God. Lord, give us ears to hear. The Holy Spirit enables us to know and understand the way Christ thinks in every situation. He enables us to see how Christ will act in every situation. That's why the Spirit was sent to us. John says in 1 John, as he is, so are we in this world. Doesn't say, so we're going to be now. As Christ is, so are we in this world. Can you fathom that? Do you have the courage to believe that? Furthermore, we are commanded in Scripture to imitate God as their children. You know children of the devil, what do they do? They act like the devil. They imitate him. Amen? They lie, they steal, they cheat, they commit adultery, sexual immorality, you name it. You can't blame children of the devil for acting like the devil. It's in the nature. But it's not in the nature of the born-again believer to steal, to cheat, to commit adultery or any other sin. It's not in your nature. So where's the problem? And children of God should imitate the Heavenly Father and act like God in all manner of conversation. That's what the Bible says. Amen? So children of the living God ought to be forgiving. Amen? We need to practice more forgiveness and become less judgmental. We need to give lots of grace to one another. You know what that means? You accept them. You love them as they are. You forgive. Because the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Amen? Amen. Children of God ought to be loving, ought to be generous, or to be kind and patient and faithful and gentle because it's in our nature. Do you believe that? It's in your nature to be loving because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Spirit that God has given to us. Romans chapter 5. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which was given unto us. Amen? Oh, Pastor, but I really don't feel like loving this person. Who said anything about feelings? You should say, I will love that person because God's love is within me. Amen? Act like you would if you did love. If you did love that person, how would you act? Somebody did you harm? Return good for evil. You say, here's another opportunity to grow in my love walk. Amen. 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 Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. If we couldn't imitate God, then Paul told believers a lie and something we couldn't do. God will never tell you to do something you cannot do. Otherwise, he would be unjust. Amen? But we can imitate God because we have been given the resurrected life of Christ. Christ now lives in us. The Bible says this is the mystery that's been hidden in ages past, but now revealed to the New Testament believer. The saints of old could not even fathom or see this. Too good to be true. But now in our generation, the Lord has revealed it to the church. What is the mystery that's been hidden? Christ. In us, the hope of glory. Wow. I mean, that's what the Bible says. Colossians 1.26, The message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. Did you get that? Well, I often recall the words of Jesus. He said to Philip, Philip, I have been so long with you and you still don't know me. Very often we refer to Christ within us like something told me inside me. It's not something, it's someone Something prompted me not to go this way, but go that way. It's not something, it's someone. Or the thought came to me. Whose thought was that? The thought of Christ, the resurrected Christ who lives in you. Help that person. Encourage that person. Call that person. Pray for that person. Give something to that person. Who who's telling you? Who's motivating? Who's inspiring you to do that? Don't forget to pay your tithes and give an offering to whose thought gives who gives you those thoughts? The devil? Your flesh? No way. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Who imparts that wisdom to make the right decision at the right time? Christ lives. You mean to tell me that Christ is alive in me? That's exactly what the Scripture says. I'm not telling you this. The Bible tells you that. Even the youngest, listen to me, the youngest, most failing and most vulnerable believer has Christ living within him. I was only born again for a few days. I was given an address of a local church in Masvingo, returning from Johannesburg, freshly born again. I don't know where that place is, so I'm getting in my car now, and I'm going to go to, that, to church. Don't know where the church is, don't have the address. And all of a sudden, a car springs in front of me and the thought, follow that car. So I'm following that car. It took me right to the full gospel church in Mosvingo. Who gave me that thought? Who tells you, hey, be more gentle with your wife? Wife, submit to your husband. Stop being rebellious. Hello, who gives you these thoughts? Very quiet here this morning. Christ in you. Practice the presence of the living Christ living in you. Whatever you do, when you drive, when you're at home, When you watch television, Christ is in you. Hello? Ouch. If we could only wake up to that fact, to that very revelation, I believe we will be a different breed of people, people of supernatural abilities living on a supernatural level. Amen? Paul writing again to the Corinthians, he reveals the same truth. Listen to what he says to them. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. What is this treasure Paul is talking about? We have this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure is he speaking about? Christ in me. This is my treasure. That is your treasure. You don't need any other treasure. All you need is more of this treasure to be revealed and expressed through the renewed mind. Hello? Amen. And that's why Paul says, even though we are pressed on every side, we are not crushed. Why? Because you cannot crush the resurrected Christ. He's already experienced every pressure, and he defeated death, hell, and the grave. That's why we might be perplexed at times, but we are never in despair, persecuted, but never forsaken. We might be struck down, but never destroyed, because you cannot destroy Christ within. You know what? You are indestructible. Did you hear that? Because we have this treasure in earthen vessels, and it's not of us so that the excellency may be of God and not of us. Amen? Praise God forevermore. We should be waking up every morning saying to ourselves, Christ is alive in me. He lives in me, and I live in Him. Glory to God. My life is hidden with Christ in God, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Beautiful song we used to sing many years ago. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, I can face the future. Amen? So let's stand up and make this declaration by faith. You should be declaring this every day. Come on, stand up, stretch your feet. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much. We give you praise. Can we decree this together? Follow me in my declarations. Christ is alive in me. He lives in me. And I live in Him. My life is hidden with Christ in God. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a world overcomer. I am a sickness overcomer. I am a worry overcomer. Hallelujah. I can be all that God wants me to be. And I can imitate God and walk in love as He does. Because I am born of God and God is love and I am a love child of a loved God. Praise be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Let's shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus for giving us your life. Thank you for living in us, walking with us, communicating with us, preserving us, protecting us, elevating us. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.